It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. And welcome everybody to the Monday show. Now, I said all this week we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun on the show, and, and this, this qualifies. He's been here a bunch of times before. Greg Marcus, he's CEO, chairman of the board. How many other titles do you have, Greg? <laughs> it's continued on the next card. <laughs> right. I, I know that you're the guy in charge, but I always love talking about, you know, beyond just the movies. There's a lot that you know about Milwaukee and our, and our great city that we all love. But let's talk about the movies. You are certainly front and center in that story. I have not paid, i, I got to be honest, I've been focusing on hunting and other things. But right now, in your theaters, in our theaters, what are people going to see? Or what will they be going to see? Well, uh, this weekend we had the Hunger Games, the prequel. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, we we actually that's that. Yeah, I I haven't seen it yet. You know, because I I think I don't know if we've talked about this before. I actually like to go to the theater to see it. You're walking into one of your theaters. Yeah. Nobody knows who you are. Oh yeah. Or oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am. I'm totally I'm, undercover. Yes. Do you wear like a, a, a goofy glasses and a hat? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then so so when you sit there. Can you focus on the movie, or is like I own this theater and I own this everything about this? Is is it a different experience for you? No, you know what? It's for me. It is exactly, the, and this is why I like to go. And the reason I think it's important, I always tell people why what why go to a theater as opposed to sitting at home, because you totally get away. You know, it's it's a, it's the I don't even know how to ex, how to explain it properly. It's the weirdest thing where you're at the, in. In the one hand, it's a very social experience because you're getting out and you're with other people and you're laughing and you're crying together, and yet you're sort of in your own little cocoon because you're not really talking to the other people. You're just emotionally getting something together. And so, for me, I like to go. I go on a date date night with my wife once a week, and we try to catch catch whatever whatever is out. And so, since Hunger Games just came out this weekend, I'm always a little bit behind. I was a few days behind, so I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. I always love those movies. They were fun. I agree with you. The, the experience of a theater for me is, and we probably go once a month, once every two months, and probably we could go more. We used to go more. I love the fact that it's a shared experience. So, you can watch every movie that you want at home. The sound's not as good. The, the theater experience is certainly not going to be. No one has a you know massive screen with in Dolby sound or whatever the, the new version of Dolby is. And to have that shared experience, especially when you're talking about shared laughter, that that sets the stage for fun. And when you're out on a date with your wife or, or your significant other, whoever that is, that's kind of the scene setter there. That that setting is perfect to enjoy that experience. Yeah, no, no, it's it's exactly... That's exactly right, and and I'll tell you. So now, going back to your question, what's like, what's out round? This is I'm, I'm going to bring this up because I'm going to shill, and at the same time, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to relate it to what we're talking about. So, Trolls Three is out right, right. now. Just open another one that just opened this weekend, and you know, I talk about how the experience of you know, I said t- twenty years from now, I will take the bet with anyone. Anyone wants to tweet at me or anything, wants to take a bet right now. Twenty years from now, no one, whatever you want to bet, any dollar amount, there'll be no child who will be an adult then. So you know. I remember the first time my parents took me to see Trolls 3, and they took me to the sofa, and we were in the family room, and we turned it on the TV. And, you know, No one's going to ever say that, but I promise you, someone is going to say, you know, the first movie I ever saw my parents, oh, they took me to see Trolls 3, and my dad held my hand, and they bought me some popcorn, and I thought the trolls were real. You know, I mean, My eh. experience is exactly that. Lady and the Tramp, yeah. Majestic Theater, trying to think, Leighton Avenue, Cut of Hay, 60s. Same thing. Still see that that spaghetti on the fork. Yes, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That, that shared experience. So, so you live in the world of theaters and hotels and a lot of other great companies. But when you're talking about the movie industry, 
where are we at now? We had the pandemic, and you and I talked about this last time you were on. We, we've recovered, but you said there was still a little bit of, of gap there between where you were and where you want to be. How, is, how are we at today? We're, st- you know, we're steady at that gap uh, because you know, we sort of went through the holiday. We went through the summer season. We're about, we're about 80% of where we were. And it is really a very simple mathematical calculation to figure out how to know where we are. And that is, it all comes down to the number of films released. It is a numbers game. You know, people in our business, there's, and even, we'll, you know, we'll have pools, you know, oh, well, what is XYZ movie going to do? We're going to bet on that, you know, uh, not Wisconsin, but, you know, in the states where it's legal. <laughs> I go over to Pato and bet on the movies. The, uh, no, the, um, but, it's it's but it's a you know if you make ten movies two are going to be great two are going to be really bad and six will be yeah. the problem is nobody knows which ones are which nobody has any clue until they open until it shows up people don't know how something's going to do so in a tip in a, where we were before the pandemic we're at about one hundred and twenty five films a year we're at about eighty percent of that now and we're at about eighty percent of where that is it's been going up last year it was about seventy percent and the, again the box office correlated perfectly to that now it's getting a little bumpy because the strikes happened and I was going to ask you how much impact that has because there was a pretty significant period of time where no work was being created nothing was being finished yep. so that lag I assume is that post holiday or is that going to impact you during the holiday season well it impacted us in a weird way although we got a little coverage it impacted us dune 2 was supposed to come out that's right a couple weeks ago and it didn't they moved it to spring so that'll help cover a gap next year you know but you know all of a sudden, Taylor Swift shows up. It rides in on some Era's white stallion tour, yeah. to save the day, right? And and helped. I, you know, it didn't do the box office that a that a, uh, a, um, a Dune Two would have done. But it, but I mean, we think again. We never know. But you know, it, it was it was very it was helpful. So the real gap is going to be next summer. You know, we'll it'll be bumpy into the fall. You know, things can move a little bit. But you know, think about it. It's not linear. So it's like if things moved, let's say we were out of business for four months. In terms of making stuff, the if you had a movie that was supposed to open in June, well, you don't want to open it in September probably. And so those summer movies, so Mission Impossible, the sequel to the last one, they, they've changed the name, but it, it was Dead Reckoning. The sequel to Dead Reckoning was supposed to be out the summer of twenty four. It moved to twenty five. Now, um, Disney had a film that was supposed to a Pixar film that was supposed to be summer of twenty four is moving to summer of twenty five. So why why the delay? Because of that strike or because yeah. of something else? Because of the strike. Okay. They just couldn't get it done. So my guess is at the end of the day we're gonna be probably where we are now, maybe you know, sort of in that same eighty percent range until we get to twenty five and starts this and we keep restocking. The good news is is that the studios who really make the decisions understand the importance of theatrical for just what we talked about, this idea of they're not building a relationship with their customer on the sofa. They want to serve the customer on the sofa, sure. absolutely, but it's different when it's in the theaters. So for somebody who's in this industry, when you look at the, the times of year, am I, am I right that summer is the, big, is, is the big time when people go to the movies, or is it wintertime? Summer is big, and right now. I mean, we're going to run, you know, from how... Because people are off, and... Yeah, you know, everybody's... And that's why, no surprise, trolls wish the Disney movie opens this, this week. I think Wednesday night it opens. Um, you know, we've got... Uh, uh, the, you know, Wonka is going to be for Christmas, and Aquaman is a Christmas movie. We got Napoleon coming up, so lots of the big films open. Those are all pre-Christmas, yeah, or in the Christmas range. That's pretty, yeah, pretty some pretty weight, uh, heavyweight films there. Yeah, and we even have we have Beyonce on uh, the weekend, the week after Thanksgiving. Little secrets, typically not a great week for movie going for some reason. I've never known why they don't even release anything. Huh. But Beyonce's coming. Uh, they're going to do a, a, another concert, so we'll see how that does. Concert movies. Who would have thought? But then you realize how many people go to their 
concerts, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you know what? I'll tell you again, it's that experience. If you can't go to the show, the idea I went to go, I went to go check out Taylor Swift. Now, truth be told, I'm. I, I'm not the biggest Swifty. In but I, person, you went? Well, I went. No, I went to the show. Oh, went to, to the, the show. Movie. Tour, yeah. uh, the movie we did, and I and I I went to check it out, and I, and I liked Taylor Swift, so I was like, okay, this is let's check it out. And this was so cool. The kids went. A bunch of the kids, it was a young crowd, went down to the front of the theater, and we actually this was so interesting. The guy who runs our theater business, a guy named Mark Graham, said, "You know what? I want you to go on the screen before the Taylor Swift movie and tell everybody they can take their phones out and sing and dance and 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 and." experience it differently than you might go with a movie. And I did it. And I was thinking, well, okay, you know, whatever. I'll do what Mark says, you know, pretty I, as, as my social people know, I'll do whatever they say. So <laughs> That's I, true. So Mark says, just, okay. So we filmed it and, 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 and everyone was really into it. And they were into the whole, the trailer too. They're like, oh yeah, let's do it. And the beginning of the movie, a bunch of kids all went down to the second row and they're waving their arms and they're dancing and they're, they're having a great time. You don't, there's no way they're sitting at home in front of their, even if they invited their friends over, they're sitting in front of the TV doing that. No. The, the modern version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Sort of. Well, without throwing rice all over the place. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which the ushers are happy about. Greg Marcus, our guest for the next hour, uh, well, 45 minutes or so. We're talking movies, uh, the industry in general. You're also very involved in hotels, as we all know. Um, and we'll talk about certainly some other news about Milwaukee. And I certainly want to get a fun holiday story out of you because I know you probably got some. Greg Marcus, our guest in the 11 o'clock hour right here on WTMJ Now. Special hour with our friend Greg Marcus. He is the president of Marcus Corp and chief executive officer and chairman of the board. I don't know how many titles you can have, but he's got a few. We're talking about movies. Um, so you had a. We were talking during the break. People love the classic movies, and especially when you're talking about the holidays. So you're kind of rolling out this sort of new idea, which I'm fascinated by, playing the hits, sort of. Yep. Tell us about it's, it. It's uh, called the the we, the overall program is called a passport, and basically what we're doing is we're putting together a group of movies, and you can buy it in one fell swoop. So, so, so say, and so for example, this one is called the Season Screenings Passport. We have, to, to put it in context, we have a haunted passport. So we did stuff around Halloween where you could buy a bunch of Halloween movies. We did it around the Oscars. You can buy the Oscar Film Festival passport. We've done a Harry Potter passport, a bunch of Harry Potter movies. Season Screenings Passport. So for you can you can just go to any of these. You know, we're going to show them between now and now through Christmas, and it's all the classics. You know, it's Elf. And uh, Spirited Away, which is more of less newer, but we'll call it a classic. We're, we're liberal in the classic department. Um, but, you know, uh, Night Before Christmas, we've got um, uh, National, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Yes, yes. All, all these movies. And for $20, you get four of them. So five bucks a piece, basically. That's and a you get a, temper, a 10%. And that's not all. I thought the guy would begin tonight. <laughs> uh, 10% off uh, at the concession stand uh, or at the food, if you're getting food and beverage, if you're at Bistro Plex or you're at, uh, at Movie Tavern. So, um, we do that and you, and you can pick which ones you want to see. You don't have, it's not, you know, there are, there's more than, there's more than four, but you pick what you want. You can go once a week. And it's really cool. And, and breaking news, I got breaking news. We're, we're releasing, we did a survey to know what, and you're getting it here first. Oh, there we go. Uh, the, uh, what, what were, we asked our customer base, you know, what are your favorite holiday classic movies? And do you want to get, do, do, do you want to take a guess? I don't, I, I won't do this. be in the top five. Number one. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Is this all time or uh, just recently? Well, uh, percent, what, what people, how, what people would see in a movie theater, they're saying, um, what's your favorite holiday Scrooge? classic? Scrooge? Uh, no, but close. Okay. Mm. Dr. Seuss the Grinch is number two. Oh. Is that the Jim Carrey movie? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, no, I get that one. Yep. Number three? Christmas Vacation. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Number four? 
Tie. Any, anything black and white. Christmas Story and It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I was going to yep. say It's a Wonderful Life's got to yep. be in there somewhere. Yep. And number five, choo 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 choo, Polar Express. So I've never seen that movie. Uh, I've seen it. I can't remember. It's like, <laughs> What's your favorite holiday movie? My favorite? Um, I would have to say, well, <laughs> since it's my favorite comedy of all time is Animal House, which is a National Lampoon movie, yeah. I would have to go with Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a cloud. I think I watch it every Christmas because once it comes on, I can't stop watching it. And I'm a huge fan of Chevy Chase and all of the stuff he's done. And, and that, that movie speaks to the dysfunctional part of you know Christmas lights and Christmas trees and all that stuff celebrating that great holiday. So let's talk about some of the other parts of Marcus. I mean you guys are you got some of the best hotels in Milwaukee and beyond. One of my favorite hotels of all time is the Fister Hotel. Now you told me before you came on today, you've owned it. Marcus has owned it since the early sixties. Yep. Uh, my my grandfather uh, bought it in 1962. So my dad joined the company and he was my dad actually jokes about being the first uh, first um, manager of the uh, the Fister Hotel. He always tells he tells this funny story. He's like he's like, he's like there on day one, you know, or day two, and uh, one of the housekeepers walks in. I remember, remember the Fister today was not the Fister of 1962. It was not. It wasn't in disrepair, but it was. It was an, an older hotel. Older. The, what we know now, the tower blue wasn't even there. Yeah, they had bought the original building, and it was. It was in needing some loving care, and they needed to get the operations back in shape. And so a housekeeper walks in, and she says to my dad, you know, he's the general manager of the hotel right now, hey, you know, what rooms am I supposed to clean? And he says, why are you asking me? And she says, well, the head housekeeper just quit. Oh, <laughs> so that was his warm introduction to the uh, Fister. But they made it was very special, and it's it's a special place for so many people. We don't we talk about and this is perfect, whether it's the theaters or the hotels. We always talk about... Our business really is making memories. You know, you don't leave. I joke about this. I think I did last time too. You know, we, you might leave with the towel, <laughs> which we really don't want you to do. Yeah, no. But other than that, you don't leave with anything physical. You leave with a memory, and like all my great memories of the are of the Fister, and I, you know, of, of all the important events that I that I've had, or just just daily, or playing music, and all these things happen at the Fister for me. And like other people, that's they. The, you walk in, and it just brings back that flood of memories. My wife and I have celebrated anniversary weekends. We've we've certainly uh, stayed there for big events in downtown Milwaukee because it, it's comfortable and classy. And and just I told you before before you came on today, just walking into the lobby and walking up the stairs to the cafe. I love that cafe, and and you have the little bar area out there. That's that's looked that way for quite a while, right? Uh yeah. We we, we well, you know, we've. We always have to update it. So actually, we're in the process of renovating the hotel for the, you know, every seven to 10 years you're doing stuff. So the lobby had a big renovation. In, when in 93, we did a huge renovation. We opened up the lobby. It was actually, what we when you see that lobby bar, that used to be enclosed. It was called the Cafe Olay, and you That's couldn't right. even see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some, we, looked, we were looking at old pictures of the hotel, and it was open. And we someone, one, of the, one smart designer said, let's open it up. It changed the whole dynamic. And so we opened it up. But... About 10 years ago, we really needed, because it had been, at that point, 20 years since we'd really redone it. And we really did a lot of work and redid the fireplace area and the bar and everything. So now it's sort of new carpeting and fresh coat of paint. But at the end of the day, well, no matter what we do to it, we were talking about this with the coffee shop. You know what makes the coffee shop great? What makes it great is Annie and Martina and Carrie people that and there. Sheena, yeah, you know, and uh, and Marisha. That's the people with all the people we know, the people you see every time. We, it's about the people. I don't care what about the building. What's the longest tenured employee you've had there? You've got to have some. 
Well, my dad right now is leading, <laughs> is leading the pack. But I'll tell you something cool. A little, a little Easter egg, sort of, I guess, at Christmas. I guess I'm, messing up, I'm mixing my metaphorical holidays. But the, if you look at the pictures on the, if you go into the coffee shop, you'll see paintings of all of the people who've been with us for over 25 years. Right. If you're there 25 years, we paint your picture and put it up. And so many people, and you'll see people who are working there and you'll yes. recognize Isn't their picture. something? It's so cool. Celebrating the people and the experience. Uh, our guest, Greg Marcus, we're going to talk about some of your other properties, including the St. Kate's, which I'm guessing all of the, the hotels are jazzed up for the holidays, right? Oh, yeah. That's already happened. Oh, yes. Theaters, too, do you, do you decorate for those as well? Yeah. A L- little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we're in the spirit. All right, we'll continue the conversation with Greg Marcus, CEO, President, and Chairman of the Board of the Marcus Corporation, talking movies and hotels, and we'll get to some fun holiday stories after this on WTMJ Now. Having some fun this hour with Greg Marcus, the Chairman of the Board for and many other titles at the Marcus Corp. But he's, he's just a fun guy to talk to, and I always look forward to our conversations. He's going to join us every few months, got to give us the latest on movies. But I love your hotel properties. We talked about the Fister. The other one I really love in Milwaukee is St. Kate's. So what's going on at St. Kate's? St. Kate's, again, you know, Christmas. There you go. Oh, there we go. Christmas spirit, St. Kate. We're, you know, again, we're, we're having, we're, we, we just love to celebrate the holidays. And so, you know, we partner up. We're doing something with the rep. And so we're going to, with a Christmas carol. So you can have, you can go see the Christmas carol and then have dinner at the St. Kate's. See the, the, the lights when you drive past it. The windows are lit up and we got red and green going on and red's the color of St. Kate. And so it's, uh, it's just, again, we try to, we try to enjoy the holidays. And, and by the way, oh, I tell you, oh, I almost forgot. And this is, a, I, I, again, I, I'm, this is the, the gift shop at the St. Kate. If you need a gift and you're like, oh, I got to get one now, run over there. And it's just next to the front desk. And you don't, and, and it, we have the greatest collection of stuff. I've seen that. I've never walked in there. It's saved my rear end a few times. Really? Already. So a, a gift that you forgot to buy, they can rescue you. Yeah. Or, and frankly, you, you sh- if you're thinking ahead, just go because you'll be like, <laughs> wow, there's a lot of cool stuff here. All right. So during the during the run up to the to this segment, you were telling me about you were just in Vegas for the big F one race. I was there two weeks before that, seeing the track being set up. I sit at the Aria Hotel, looking down on the track. You were there for the race. I went. Yeah. And, and you told me I didn't know this. You have a property in in Las Vegas. Yeah, we have a we run a, it's a hotel called the Platinum, and it's typically you know it's it's a little off the strip. It's it's it's, it's the intersection of Flamingo and Coval, so it's okay. just two blocks east of like Caesars and the Bellagio. But as it turns out, it's right on the track. Nice. And when you, I, I sat my room was there were seven floors. I was looking right on it. It was so, it was so amazing. Loud. In the could cars. you, as I say, could you hear it? Oh, could I hear it? It was, it was unreal. And then I could go up on the roof. We had, we had a thing, an event on the roof, and I could see the whole. You know, you know, sometimes when you get a, when you want a view of a city, getting back a little bit is really helpful, and I could see the sphere. That thing's nuts. So what were they running during the race? Uh, well, you know. Advertising. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although this was really cool. When there was a yellow flag, the whole sphere went yellow. That's cool. Yeah. I, it, it is an iconic new piece of that, of that, of the strip. It's, it's right next to the, uh, is it the win? Uh, it's sort of up in that area. Yeah. It's yeah. right by the golf course because if yeah. you're teeing off one of the holes, you're yep. looking at this massive sphere. Did you, have you, have you walked inside that thing yet? Not yet. I want, I, I want, you know, I wanted to, I would love to see you too, which is the big thing in there. And I heard they're extending, uh, and but they weren't. They didn't want to get near anything because getting around was a little challenging this week. I was going to ask you because one of the things I heard we we jumped around from different places in, in, on the strip and off the strip, and the number one complaint from Uber drivers or tax taxi drivers was just the time, the yes. track part interfered with there, which is you know it's temporary. It's you know a couple weeks. But what they put in place for this that was incredible. It, it, 
I was blown. Like they actually built, you know, so ours, the truth so the track was right in front of us. That's on, on Koval. And the, they built, you know, typically Flamingo and Koval, it's an intersection with red lights and they built a bridge over it. Amazing. It's, it was insane. I'll tell you the funny thing was that the, the, I was missed for the first time. You know, you ever notice the airplane dynamic for Vegas? Yes. You, know, you get on going. And it's party. Everybody's excited and jazzed, and then you come come home and it's quiet. <laughs> People are like, "Uh oh, you know, they've had a rough few days." And yeah, well, Vegas is the center of the universe because not only do they have now the the hockey team, which won the NHL yeah. Stanley Cup, they've got the football team, the Raiders, which I toured their stadium, which is spectacular, and now. Oakland A's, soon to be the Las Vegas A's, they will be the center of the universe. And I, it's a city I go to probably four times a year. Love the city. I don't want to live there, yeah. but I enjoy it for what it is. Oh, so it's they got great food. I mean, you can gamble if you want to gamble. A lot of places now, though, but the food's great. The like, There's so much interesting stuff to see. Go see U2. Go see great concerts. Play some golf if you want to do that. No, no, there's it's a lot going on. But so for the first time coming back on the plane... Everybody was actually sort of in a good mood. It was really cool. Yeah, that's good. A celebration of, of what, what makes Las Vegas such a cool place. All right, our guest is Greg Marcus. After the break, some let's talk some Milwaukee stuff, because you're certainly the center of the universe for Milwaukee CEOs as well. What, what are you hearing about this? There's a lot of buzz for the RNC next year coming to town. And for all the related businesses, including hotels, that's going to be a big part of your story. Greg Marcus, our guest in the 11 o'clock hour today on WTMJ Now. Talking with Greg Marcus from Marcus Corp. We can talk some movies. I want to talk to you, Mr. Marcus, Greg, about the next year. Because, you know, I don't want to make a political conversation, but we have the RNC coming to Milwaukee. That's a big deal. And I don't know that people are thinking about this in the right way. It's not just what happens in that week. It's what happens after that week. And you and I were talking about this during the break. The the magic of this is this is a, a chance to promote the city that you and I both love in a very big way. Oh, it's that that is exactly that's the biggest part of it all. Will it be a great week? Absolutely. It's going to be a great week. But it's the after effects. It's the whole world seeing that we are a world class city and seeing that we can host these big events. And as we were talking about, you know, the and you mentioned the mayor mentioned it's first of all, we hear this all the time. How many times you hear someone say, wow, Milwaukee was so many cool, times, right? many times. Well, put that, you know, it's going to be exponential. All the people who are going to say, who will leave here and say, this was great. And the convention planners that are going to say, look, they have, we don't worry about new, we just made a huge investment in this new convention center. It's a huge investment and it's meant to pay off because it drives taxes and it drives all the things that help power our city in terms of the revenues that come in. You know, it's really cool, the impact of a convention. People come here, and they give us their money, and they leave. It's a perfect dynamic. <laughs> Tell, now we're telling the whole world, come bring us your money and leave. And it, it's going to be fantastic for the city for years to come. I know Peggy and her team at Visit are absolutely all over this, and Marty with the convention center, and they're out selling and saying, we can do it. Wait till you see it. So for a hotel operator, and you certainly have some of the best hotels in town, like what kind of preparations? I know you you talked about renovation, but is there other things? There's security. Is there food? I mean, it's all got to be part of the story, right? Yeah. I mean, look, we this is what we do for a living, so we are ready. Except it is going to be very, very uh, robust, and so you know, we're right now we're working on you know this thing's security and logistics and having enough people. I mean, that was. That was a big, you know, when the DNC, by the way, think about this. We've had two party conventions. Talk about not even be political. Yeah. Both parties said they wanted to come to Milwaukee. That says something oh, about this city. It's unbelievable. Yes. We should be proud of that. 
And what else? What else are you hearing about about Milwaukee? The buzz. Take it out of the, pol- the politics and and the realm of politics. What else are you hearing? What buzz? You talked about the convention center. That's a, a plus. Uh, people wanting to come. Corporate side, Microsoft data yeah. center, yep. huge story. I don't think it got enough coverage. No, you know it didn't. It's so interesting, and and I. It, it, it's it's the classic if you build it they will come story right and I I I, real, I thought about this you know we were all down in our cups about Foxconn not being what we thought it was going to be but I remember driving through after the construction was all finished on ninety four between here and Chicago and looking and thinking man this is this connectivity is so robust and so great this is going to work out and sure enough. Here comes Microsoft, and they said, yeah, this connectivity between these two metropolitan areas, which are very attractive to workers, you know, because, again, they're about people and being in the right place and having the right infrastructure. We're ready to go. We were built ready. It's funny. You think about there's so many examples in time of getting your infrastructure ready, and and then, you know, what do they say? Uh, You know, luck is the intersection of opportunity and preparation. You know, um, in, uh, in Oklahoma City. They had built a basketball arena without a major league, without without an NBA franchise, and they got the thunder. Yeah, uh, you know the ha- building this. You know we had County Stadium. That's how we ended up getting the getting the Bruce here. Could you imagine you know building something today without having the team here? I'll give you a local example. I was a mayor of Oak Creek. If we don't build that interchange, IKEA is not sitting on that on yeah. that interchange. It's exactly right. And there was no idea of I- IKEA when we made that decision. That that forward thinking is so important. I'm optimistic because I like the local leadership in Milwaukee. I think those folks have sorted out, whether it's David Crowley at the county county level, Kevlar Johnson at, at the mayoral level. But around Milwaukee, I think folks are starting to get it. And you are exactly right on that corridor. Chicago, Milwaukee, infrastructure in place, easy transportation, both cities, right? Yeah. Available land, and now the technology piece with the Microsoft Data Center and other companies interested. That sort of sets the table for the next 50 years. That's the, but it's the hardest thing to tell people. You have to invest to reap those rewards. When you may be 25 years older than you are at this moment when you're spending the money. That's, that's, that's what I think every day when I drive downtown. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> right now with all the traffic. Like, oh, next, next, my kids are going to love this. But yeah, no, it's, it's that. It's, it's that's where when you need leaders to lead. That's, and, and I know you have a, a, politi- a political background and right. to understand, you know, what is that difference between when you represent and when you lead? And those probably don't always intersect, and that's no. hard. Yeah, a lot of people are representers. They present things, but they're not leaders. Leadership is hard. I say it all the time. Not everybody's good at it, and sometimes you find out after the after the fact, right, because you're already in office. you got to try to figure it out as you go. And I probably did some of that as well. I was presented with some challenges early. Let's wrap up the... the sort of the development business conversation with this. As a CEO of a major corporation, you're talking to other CEOs. Are they optimistic or pessimistic about Wisconsin's future, Milwaukee's future? Are they all on the same page or there's some dissenting voices there? Uh, you know what? I think I think everybody's pretty optimistic. Do we have some bumps and some issues? Absolutely we do, and we have to keep taking care of them. I've talked, you know, they asked me, uh, recently, you know, there was a, a poll in one of the papers, you know, what, or not a poll, but a question, what's most important? I mean, we have to get our, our education system for the next, for that generation that is gonna work at Microsoft and work at all these companies and with all this great stuff we're doing, we've got to get our, our K-12 education system fixed and in a, in a better place. And that's really important. Those are just the issues that are, you know, we've gotta be honest about what our challenges are. But at the same time, we have so many good things going on. I mean, you know, between our our 
our infrastructure and our, our just the natural resources we have that are so great and the the energy of the city. There's so many good things. And oh, by the way, there's great people in this state and in this city. Yeah. And you mentioned it when you're talking about your employees. There's there's so many examples of that. I've seen it in every walk of life. People are positive and they can be even more positive if you lay out a path that they can follow. Greg Marcus, one more segment. We're talking about holidays since we got Thanksgiving coming up and uh, shared experiences perhaps. We'll continue the conversation, wrap the conversation after this on WTMJ Now. Last segment with our guest, Greg Marcus from Marcus Corporation. I got this from John on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. I go to Marcus Theaters whenever I can because I love his welcome clips. They're fun. I look forward to them. Please ask Greg how he comes up with the ideas for them. Uh, yeah, you know, we go to the classic dad humor book and we look up classic dad <laughs> jokes, <laughs> which is about what I am. Uh, we, you know, it's, it's, there's a group of us around the office who, uh, who like to, who come up with the ideas. You know, sometimes we're, it's a mixture of things. I've said, I don't want to be the guy just shilling all the time, like for the stuff, but I will, you know, like I will get on and do a passport one or I'll to talk about, you know, the food. Here's the thing. I don't know how many people, if you're listening and you think theater food isn't good and so you don't try our burgers and our pizza. I've had them. You're really Delicious. Yeah, they're deli- our, our burger could be one of the best burgers in town. And But it's funny, you know, I'm so close to it. People come to me and they say, oh, theater food. I'm like, no, no, it's really good. Do you ever do a breakdown on who like who eats at theaters and who doesn't? Because like, I enjoy eating at theaters, especially they bring it out to you. Yeah. And the chairs are comfortable, so you're almost like sitting at home watching this incredible movie in a great theater. Like, how does that break down? Like, half the people eat there, half don't? Uh, our math historically had been uh, one-third of the people purchase for two-thirds of the audience. You know, because remember, somebody goes up to the right, concession, yeah. they'll be buying for their kids or everything. So about two-thirds are buying food, the other third are sneaking it in. <laughs> right. I imagine that's a thing, right? <laughs> pretty sure it is. Uh, people, especially in Wisconsin, they'll try to get away with stuff. Uh, somebody asked the, the obvious movie question when you're talking about Christmas. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, without a doubt. <laughs> is it just because there's a scene about Christmas in it, or, or what is it? Well, I'm taking the position because if it will get people to go see it in a movie theater when we play it. We, yes. We're not playing it. It's not part of the retro series. I will claim it is a Christmas movie. But, yeah, no, I think it's the Christmas scene, and it was around. It was, it was set in the holidays. Yes, holiday party. Yeah. I think it qualifies. Here's the other thing, though. It's a great example of what you were talking about before. It's a movie that I think still holds up. Yeah, people would go see that movie, especially a whole generation that only kind of heard about it, and they've had this debate about whether it's a Christmas movie, but they've never actually sat down and watched the movie. Yeah, no, no, I I think you're absolutely right. It 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 is one of those movies because when it's on TV, I sit and watch, I get hooked yeah. on it. So my my list is of movies that I once I start watching, I have to finish. Braveheart, the God, any of the Godfather oh. movies. What else is on my list? Sometimes Elf. Yeah, I, just I so love Goofy. Elf. I love, I love, I love Will Ferrell. I just everything he does is funny and good. He, he's so good. All right, so what? Give me a how. Like your holidays. How are you going to spend your holidays? Uh, well, we go to one. We actually have like a family reunion, and it's become, every year. Every year, yeah, it's become a. It became a thing, and we'll get anywhere from. 60 to 100 people together and uh, enjoy the holidays and and it's we've watched it we've we've watched it's so we've been doing it now long enough that we've watched the when we first started uh, I was just with my wife I just met my wife and we didn't know and nobody and I'm, I'm the oldest kid in my generation there were no grandchildren yet right. and then there were grandchildren and then the grandchildren have all grown up and we're waiting for the next wave. For the next wave. <laughs> right. So, like, what's on your Thanksgiving table then? The traditional turkey? Absolutely. Turkey and stuffing and 
uh, and you know, <laughs> pecan pie and and uh, pumpkin pie and apple pie and. All right, where do you stand? I did this question on my show poll today. Worst, worst, not best, worst Thanksgiving side dish. The worst Thanksgiving things you things you you see it every, like here here's a common one jellied cranberries. I was just thinking I was going to go there. I Ooh. love cranberry taste. I yeah. like cranberries too, but not in the jellied yeah. form. No. Yeah, no, we don't have we don't have that going. How about on. the green bean casserole? Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> I like green beans. I can eat that. Do you cook, or are you, are you just a consumer? Uh, I am just a consumer. I am surrounded by great cooks. My wife, <laughs> my my daughters, they're all really good. So. Greg Marcus from the Marcus Corp. Uh, we're going to do this every couple of months, kind of catch up on movies, and uh, I've enjoyed the conversation. I wish you a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. always appreciate you taking the time to come in and, and chat with us about the you movie too. industry. So the big movie next year will be what? Let's just get you on record. What the do you think? Of, is there a Star Wars movie coming out next year? No. Uh, no, there's no Star Wars. You know, Avatar, the, the next Avatar was supposed to be, I think, this Christmas. I think the next Avatar is in 2015. Oh no! Next, Avatar maybe I'm lost. Well, I'm not sure when the next. Maybe the end of year next year is Avatar. I've lost track. Deadpool three is coming. I'm looking forward to that. Always funny. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Tremendous talent. Yes. Greg Marcus. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. I had a blast. Anytime. Always happy Thanksgiving.